You're listening to the Australian Army Training and Doctrine Podcast. This is Exercise Hamill 2016, and I've come to Camp El Alamein to meet the chaplain here, who's Captain Louis Clune. Tell us then, Padre, what is the role of chaplains in the Australian Army? Our role is to be there. We're embedded with each unit, to be there for all the soldiers and the high command. Um, If there's any issues at all, particularly issues where we have to keep a confidence, so we're there as a listening ear. As part of the unit, we go where the unit goes. So if we're out on patrol, we're out on patrol with them. If we're sleeping out in the wild, we're there with the diggers and, and the rest of the troops. What kinds of cases do you tend to deal with then on a weekly basis? I guess part of our role is relationship crises and relationship counselling. That's, that's a big one. Another one is if any soldiers feel aggrieved in any way in how things are done, they will come to us if they can't go to their higher chains of command. And, of course, a big part of it as well is uh, mental health issues. We are mental health first aiders. We're on call, all of us, our chaplains, 24-7. What kind of training, then, do you receive to perform that role? Well, each of us as chaplains will have done our, our basic theological training to be ordained within our church and then work in church ministry for a number of years, gaining experience, obviously marriage counselling, relationship counselling, bereavement counselling, obviously, being with people through hard times and good times. And then once we are called into the military context, we then undergo army chaplaincy courses as well. There's a chaplaincy college and we do those courses and further mental health courses. What about your own life experience, your own other life that you bring to your role here in the army? Well, yeah, funny you should ask. I joined the army in my mid-50s and I thought, oh, this is way too old for this, but I've done lots of things. I've had... uh, many years in pastoral ministry. I'm also a registered veterinary surgeon, so I've run practices and sometimes done both, part-time one and part-time the other. Yeah, lots of things, plus we're foster carers as well at home. You're a foster carer? Yes, my wife and I have been doing that some 12 years now. How many children do you have at home then? At the moment we've got 10, so two of our own and eight foster kids. Keep us busy. In terms then of your own life experiences, what do you think you bring to the role of Padre? Oh, yes. Having had 10 years of full-time ministry experience, having run small businesses, I've taught at university, I've done lots of things, been with the dying, it brings to me a little bit more experience. I don't think I could have coped with military chaplaincy if I did not have this previous experience. Yes. To what extent, then, is the role a religious role? And to what extent is it about something else, about character, perhaps? Oh, that's a very good question. In the early years, 100 years ago, definitely chaplains were there to run religious services, Sunday services, that sort of thing. But uh, that has easily now morphed into caring for each soldier. And now, of course, we're involved in uh, ethics training. A few of us rewrote the, uh, the ethics uh, module for Sub 1 for Corporal. We uh, also run Worldview, also written by a couple of chaplains, We try and be at the cutting edge of of ethics training as well. And what do you mean by ethics training? And why is it so important? That's a big, big topic. I guess in in the military, um, soldiers learn to use weapons and they cannot be used indiscriminately. In fact, when things are done properly, there is less moral injury. So in ethics training, we try and instill that, not just at the digger level, but right through command, that certain things that we cannot do, we as chaplains will try and teach that. How though do you teach character? must be a hard thing to teach people. Well I mean I guess the easy answer is you can't really 
teach character, a person has their character, what we try and do is get them to examine the motives for the things they do and the things they do have consequences. Um, so in, in essence we get them to examine themselves in uh, certainly our, our worldview presentation and even in our ethics lectures to examine the consequences of, of all their actions. Yep. Given the importance then of training in ethics and character, how is that played out here on an exercise such as Hamel? There are some 14 Padres chaplains out here on, on the exercise, most embedded with their units. In that sense, they're, they're guided by the individual chaplains. The, the soldiers are really working really, really well. Each person on, on the exercise and in camp has their own tasks, and that seems to be completed professionally. There's, there seem to be no issues. Generally then, on an exercise such as Hamel, what is the role of Padres? That comes back to our unofficial motto, and that's loitering with intent. We chaplains like to you know, sit in on conferences, sit in on um, briefings, listen to what the soldiers are saying, and we can be an uncomfortable word to commanding officers, say, look, I think we have an issue here or there. So, you know, in that sense, we like to point out if you like home truths, if they need to be stated, or um, you know, reports are done and um, after action reviews are done, but we chaplains like to see things from different angles because we're embedded with the units and we can step outside the normal chain of command. What kinds of things then do you bring to light? What contribution do you directly make to an exercise such as Hamel? Well, I guess little things like um, uh, soldiers that are you know, in a gun pit overnight when it rains, yes, everyone's concerned for them, but we would see the, um, you know, their reaction to this saying, if, if most of the soldier knew saying, well, this is army life and we're really enjoying it, there's no issue. But if they're, if they're really uh, uh, getting very upset by the conditions, we would then have a word with the CO. It, it does depend on what's the, the lead up and the circumstances. So as to how much we, we input at the command level. And to what extent is your core interdenominational then? Do you have padres from other faiths? Oh yes, uh, we have chaplains from most church denominations and it's funny, I, I'm often asked, oh padre, what colour are you? Meaning what denomination? And I have to think, oh that's right, I'm Churches of Christ. But in essence, none of us chaplains in, in, in army or defence think about us as chaplains of this denomination, we are defence chaplains and we think along those lines. We never think in that sense denominationally because uh, that, that's not our call and uh, the, the vast bulk of, of, of army personnel do not start thinking about denominations. We're here as, as helpers and, uh, and a listening ear, so we never think of ourselves as denominationally um, inclined, if you like. So the religious component then, that's not the primary focus of what you do? No, not at all. In fact, it's probably 2%, if that. Uh, certainly in the you know, 100 years ago, it was the major component, but certainly not now. Um, we are there certainly to provide um, military funerals and, and weddings and services on a Sunday, but that's, uh, that's a tiny, tiny component. And we're not here as religious advisors so much, although... Quite a few of us have training in Islam and, and other religious, um, religious faiths. Our main focus is the welfare of, of soldiers. How important is it to have that training in other faiths? You, you mentioned your own training in Islam. For me personally, it's hard to answer for others. I have learnt so much of 
the way most, uh, the way others think, uh, by just knowing um, the way a Hindu thinks or the way a, a Muslim thinks, the way their faith started, the, the genesis of their religious movement gives me more empathy for that other person. I'm not here to beat my drum and say you must believe what I believe. We, we are here to to empathise and to understand where people are at. Um, people of faith or of no faith, um, that's that's part of our thing of caring for, for all. In summary then, what difference do you think Padres make to the Australian Army today? I get feedback all the time saying, thanks Padre for listening. And sometimes that's all a soldier needs, just sharing that burden, not going to command with big issues, but just being there for the soldier, they really appreciate it. And I have had uh, that sort of comment directed at me and quite a number of times. Captain Louis Clune, Padre, thank you very much. This is Captain Sharon Maskeldare reporting from Exercise Hamill 2016. This podcast is produced by the Australian Army and is copyright the Commonwealth of Australia.